Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. If we sound, I'm Boyd Hilton. If I sound slightly different, it's because we're recording in a different studio this week. In a proper studio. I know, but we're professional. Yeah, those are the voices of my extraordinary colleagues, Kay Ribeiro and Steph C. Lan. Hello. Hi. But yeah, we're in a different studio. We're in a radio studio. We're we're also missing our guru, producer, editor, uh, legend, John Dan. No. Anyway, <laughs> with luck, this will work. Without him, even without him, he's still going to edit it, but the, the recording spe- section of it, which is happening today, Monday, and I think it's also, also going it's also going to come out of the podcast a day late due to all of these reasons on a Wednesday or the show, which oh, it's is a shambles. But it's an absolute we could, I'm shambles. calling it, I'm calling it the big Wednesday special because it's of course yeah, the World football. Cup oh my semi-final. God, what a day to be alive. England versus Croatia. And so if you, if you want the greatest day of all, hopefully you'll be listening to this sometime in the daytime, morning daytime. The Unmissables podcast number 66. We're the warm up. Number 66, Kate. You're joking. Relevance, yes. The World Cup yeah, win. Yeah, you it's see? not. It's all it's, deliberate. Oh, no, it's, it's a sign. complete coincidence. It's a sign. It's a complete coincidence, yeah. Um, it's a sign. Anyway, the actual TV stuff we're reviewing it's this week. Home stuff. It really is coming home. Well, it's coming home to ITV on Sunday, the 15th of July. It's called Unforgotten. It's the third series of the Cold Case Crime Drama starring Sanjeev Baskar and Nicola Walker, Steph. Oh. Interviewed in the Kind of Heat magazine. Did you interview both of them? Together. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did they Talk- get on well? It was a good Very interview. Well. I can confirm. Thank- oh, thanks, Kay. Then we're reviewing the new Gordon Ramsay vehicle coming up on Channel 4 called Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back. Quite a long and slightly tortuous title. Yeah, but would you say that to his face? Yes. Ooh. Oh, you would yes, not. Would. He's giving it the big talk. He's giving it the big talk in a hermetically scared box. of Ramsay. No. Everyone's scared of no, him. No, 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 I'm not. And finally, last but definitely not least, Mark Kermode's Secrets of Cinema arriving on BBC Four next Tuesday. Full disclosure, we are friends. I am friends with Mark Kermode. It's one of the great joys of my life. I sat in for him uh, for a period um, in the film review show on Radio 5 Live a few years ago with my great friend Nigel Floyd. We were based, Only us to do it because our names are Ryan Floyd and Boyd. Um, <laughs> oh, Floyd and Boyd! Yeah, Floyd does, he's a proper film critic, knows a lot about films and I'm just me. But we did it for about two, two and a bit years. Boyd, you, proper. you mm. know a couple of things about films. Things. How did you first meet? Mark Kermode. Um, I think I first met him because of that. I think, yeah, and um, I mean, just I, I used to do Five Live every week as well with Simon Mayer. So he, obviously, his shows with Simon. So I did that show with Simon for about six, seven years. Every week we did book reviews and TV reviews. Why did you get? Why did you stop doing that? Because Simon moved on to Radio Two. Didn't take you with him. Didn't take me with him. Yeah. Now Simon, only show for Five Live is the legendary film review show with Mark, oh. um, and now he does. He's on Radio Two now. Yeah, with Joe Wiley. Oh. But there's great... also another Simon Mayer thing that he does, which I'm going to mention later. Okay. No, you're not. Really? Why? Because oh. I'm going to do it. Oh, my... really? Ooh. Now, is it the same thing? What are you going to say? I mean, how many things is well, Simon we'll Mayer to, We're going to get to, we'll get All to right, this well, very soon. Let's have a mayo off. We'll have a mayo mm. off, yeah. Mm. Um, but anyway, so I'm disclosing the fact that, you know, we're doing, we're doing Mark's show, but it's a big new TV show about films. So I think it's exciting. I think it's very this podcast. Oh, yeah, what's not to love? Yeah. And uh, before all of that, though, 
in the tradition. Well, of course, Steph's back from holiday as yeah, well. Thanks. Welcome back, Steph. I bet you didn't even notice you're looking gone. very brown. We did. Flash browner. We did notice you were gone. We missed having the latest update on what crime shows, true crime shows, are on Netflix. So, what? in order to rectify that situation, <laughs> Stephanie Sealan, what have you been watching this week? Well, do you know what? You've said that, and I'm not going to tell you about any crime shows on Netflix. What? Bloody not a single hell. one. I turned my attentions to Amazon Prime. I yes, love I Amazon have. Prime. Wait a minute. Have you abandoned your favourite Netflix for she Amazon never Prime, do its that closest rival? She will never do that. First of all, because she would have to get rid of that tattoo she's got across her chest. That's true. The only thing that could ever make me abandon Netflix is Titus Welliver. Who oh, plays, yeah, we did Bosch. Yeah, you love the Bosch. Bosch. And you know what? I've only ruddy bloody finished season four. Uh, that we previewed, well, we reviewed Bosch. the first yeah. episode of. Have you finished it? No. Oh, so so good. So this is season four of Bosch. You can watch all of it on Amazon Prime. We previewed the first episode, which was amazing. Such a good series. Some major, major people croak it. <sighs> we, so were you satisfied with the ending? I'm really satisfied with the ending because it leaves it open for another series. So and Bosch is not dead. I want. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But come on, Bosch is not going to die, is he? It would be bold. It would for, be bold. It would be if, like watching. It would be bold the... to commission further seasons of a show titled after its major character and then kill him. It would yeah. be like killing off James Bond. But they did it, didn't they, with that Scottish show, didn't they? They, they killed off Thingy in that Scottish crime drama. Taggart. Didn't they kill off Taggart and carry on doing Taggart? Did they? I think so. I may be making it up, but I think that's Is what they did. Is this fake news? Ma, I'll check it. <laughs> okay. I think it's dead. real news. Yeah, I think Taggart's <laughs> dead. Taggart's fictional. Okay. <laughs> Ta- no, that's not laughing matter. No. Sorry. Okay. It's not, it's so very much okay. Then also, my dear friend Caribero said to me a few months ago, and I believe she mentioned on this podcast that everyone should watch This Is Us yes. because it was the most amazing show ever. And I believed her because I believe everything that comes out of her beautiful mouth. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> and on Amazon Prime, you can watch the whole of season one. And I think it's something like 23 episodes. It's something, oh. it's a lot. Listen, whatever it is, it's the best time you'll spend. It is unbelievable can i just tell you i watched it in two days because i couldn't Steph, no. stop watching it wow. it was you need so to you need to be aired you need to be watered but then do you know what i did right so oh my god every single episode is a tearjerker every single one and if you don't love sterling k brown by the end of this i just i i don't i don't know who and you also are. sterling k brown's um birth father oh right we won't Cyrus. give any spoilers. I, this is a bit like the bridge where you can't spoil anything. No, no, people no, we won't spoil it. Serious, but season two is running on Channel okay, 4, more so the 4 amazing now. Thing Did is, we mention this a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, so yeah. season two, <laughs> right. you didn't mention it. You, do you know what happened? You mentioned it to us on the WhatsApp. That's uh, not the same uh, yeah. as broadcasting isn't to it? everybody. No, no. Are you sure? We can't have our messages broadcast no. on the WhatsApp group. I mean, you do listen to every podcast ten times, so, and we definitely didn't mention season two starting on I, more 4. I don't think so. Okay. I don't need it. Well, it is on more 4 currently now. Yes, so the first episode now, have you watched it, Kay? Yeah, it's really good. Okay, so let's just... We can't give anything away, but the first episode is absolutely brilliant. It's back with a bang. It's back with a bang. Mm. Now, I just want to mention... I'm Did we say th- the time of that? I just want to say it's on Wednesdays at 9 o'clock on more 4. Okay. Well done. Listen, you, you know, you know me, I'm not concerned with times because I just watch everything on demand. Real news. As you well know. <laughs> now, one podcast I want to mention is Laurie Metcalf has done, and I know, boy, this is one of your favourite podcasts, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. Here's the thing. <laughs> Who Policymakers, <laughs> actors, comedians. Do you it's know, a good impression, to Let me fair. just say, after I listened to the Laurie Metcalf one, I also listened to one about somebody who's in charge of New York's sewage system, and that oh is a policymaker. God. A policymaker? Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, let's just say the policy making ones aren't as exciting as the showbiz ones, are they? Well, are they, is he, is he a policy I think it's all interesting. Who? He's just sorting out the poo. Oh, he's making the she, policy for the sewers. Excuse me, he's making the she, policy. She, excuse me, it's a she, and yeah. she's very, very good. Good. Anyway, huh. the Laurie Metcalf one, which was done just, just before. before. Have you listened to it, Laurie? Yes, of course I have. <laughs> just before, but it was really interesting because she talks about. Um, how she started out as an actress and how she mm. wasn't going to be an actress and how they uh, formed that theatre group, which I can't, cannot remember the, what the name is. The Steppenwolf. Ste- Steppenwolf, the theatre group. Yeah, but her, she's fascinating. And she's just so honest. Mm. And just She she's seems brilliant. like the most down-to-earth person ever. I loved her. And then, after I listened to that, which is definitely worth a listen, I watched a film called The Wild Wedding. Have you seen that with John Malkovich? No. Glenn Close, John Malkovich. All the greats. It's, it's fantastic. The, the, is she in it? Well, you met Calf. No, she oh, isn't. But I, then I was thinking the connection is John Malkovich because oh, okay. she started Steppenwolf with John oh, Malkovich, okay. and she they were saying, "Oh, who's the person that broke out of John Malkovich?" Right. Well, well, well done for working out that link. Because uh, yeah. I was thinking, has she just? It was a roll-on. I felt there was some kind of link. I just I thought you'd done a switcheroo. You to understand mm. me, people. Mm. That's all I want. We speak Fair Steph. enough. Because I was going to say that Laurie Metcalf is also, I think, even better. I mean, that this the interview with with him is great. Alec Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin. But she did uh, Mark Maron's, she did what WTF. Oh, did she? I would say probably maybe one or two years ago when she was in Louis C.K.'s series. You know, Louis C.K. Oh. Also, she's had a very bad luck. She's, she completely got in trouble, oh, no. um, you know, in Roseanne's show, which has now been cancelled, as you say. And she did this very, this brilliant Louis C.K. series, which she launched online with no fanfare, which she kind of filmed secretly. And of course, Louis C.K.'s now, now completely destroyed his career. So, yeah, she had pretty bad luck with collaborators. But she's, her Mark Maron interview is also spectacular. Oh, Interesting, yeah. She's brilliant. She's an absolute hero, yeah. Well, The Wild Wedding... Oh, the back is, to The Wild okay, Wedding. The Wild Wedding, <laughs> which is on Sky at the moment, is very good. The premise is Glenn Close goes to her ex-husband, John Malkovich's house, they've got four kids together, goes to his gorgeous house to get married um, to her, her new partner. And it's all about the intermingling relationships between the family. It's got a mini driver in it randomly, but she's absolutely brilliant. It's, it's, I can't give anything away. So it's new? I don't know actually. It's, it's on what Netflix. No, no, no. Oh. It was on. Uh, it was on Sky. Oh, okay. What's it called again? The Wild Wedding. Okay. It's a look we'll up. Do you know what? Out. Normally we'd have John up. to. Look well, out in the for time us. when we move swiftly from, have you finished your uh, picks? Yeah, but can I mention the thing that you told me to watch and then decided we weren't going to watch because I did. Oh, watch of course, it. yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Full right. disclosure. So just to explain, um, we we picked the shows. We're going to have the three big, the meaty shows, the meat as we call it section, which we're coming on to soon. Kay, while I was away, picked. <laughs> I felt while the cat was okay. away, Kate picked some purely entertaining shows. Shuffling within our rights to do. No, this, can, you can, can take your version in a sec. Okay, fine. Please. Okay, go on. <laughs> One of them was this. Japanese clip Japandemonium. show. Japandemonium. Japandemonium. Part of the reason why I slightly was against doing it is I couldn't access it on my own ITV preview Selfish. site, I know. But anyway, Kay, what's your version of events? Okay, my version of events <laughs> is mm-hmm. I didn't really fully investigate what this show was. I was basing it on Friday. We had to make this decision. I was like, right, what can we watch? Because, you know, quite a lot of the time we want to watch really big things, like Suits is out this week. I'd love to watch the first episode of that. Couldn't get the link Have in time. Have you watched Suits before? No. Oh, you... You need to spend the whole of this week watching the... the Suits is a mate. Kay, j- leave now, because you need to catch up with Don't that. Don't leave now. Because this that. is a big It has a big been highly series. No, I'm, it's on my list, oh, right? So I couldn't it. get the link to that in time. I looked at what was available, and this show was. So I was pandemonium. Like, yeah, so we, I said, right, we've got to do it. And then, yeah, Boyd came back and sense prevailed, and he was like, look, first of all, it's a clip show, and now I've got the link for this, so... Well... You, but you did watch it, go on. I did watch it, and you say since prevailed, but I have to say, I found it hilarious. 
See? To pandemonium. And not only that, it is narrated by our good friend Melvin O'Doom. Oh, Mel. Yes, of Kiss. Yeah. yeah. Bauer talent. Bauer talent. <laughs> he, but he's great on it. It's really funny. So it is. It is a clip show. It's like a Bansai. Do you remember Bansai? Yeah, yeah. But it's really funny. One of the one of the clips they show is of a popular TV show called um, Hole in the Ground. And it, all it is is Sounds people, sinister. It's people <laughs> walking into certain situations and they've made, <laughs> they've made a massive hole in the ground and covered it up like with grass or something so they don't realise they're going to... It's never gets it sounds old. sounds a bit Jerry Beasley. They, play, they played like six of them. I was like, it's hilarious. Is that the sequel to Hole in the Wall? <laughs> Listen, so I don't know. I don't oh, know the franchise. Okay. But the other thing, there was another one on there which is a, a man, um, a man clips, puts pegs on his nose, his nipples, oh. his ears. No. I don't like no, those Wait, wait, wait. Well, not, no, for, not for not, me. No, not hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, right? No. Wait a minute. And Close so, pegs off no, the line only. No, listen, right? And then, okay, so all around his body, and then they attach with strings <gasps> to a Dalmatian. Right. No. Are you advocating this animal no, cruelty? No, 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 no. And then the Dalmatian just walks off. And walks off, and he has to try and keep up with the Dalmatian so the clips don't fly off. This is this is oh, wow. this is crazy. It, it's it's really funny. I just it was very funny. So that's all on this show. What's it called again? Japan Demonium. It's on. If you do, we were going to originally review it in the meat section, and I, I stepped in. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's on. That's good. It's on ITV next Saturday. I think six thirty off the top of my head. There so was also a game in there where two girls were trying to compete to put their heads through cling film. It oh was, my god! That they could suffocate. Healthy. Honestly, it is don't just madness. Don't try it at home. No. But it is just it's it's very I mean, very I feel funny. We don't need to watch it now because. No, I've given you the highlights. It is funny, yeah, though. Okay, keep an eye out for it. The Wild Wedding, yeah, it's on. It's it's a, it's it was filmed. It was came out last year. But I don't think it hardly had a cinema release. But yeah, going close. John Malkovich, Patrick Stewart. I love it whenever I say something and then you always sound really surprised. Uh, confirm it. It exists on Sky Cinema HD. It's good. Sky Cinema Premiere. It's on the main channel. It's like a nice Sunday afternoon mm, film. Good tip. Yeah. Right. Have you, are you sure you're finished now? Are you sure you're done? Mm. Oh, I'll tell you what I have been oh rewatching. I'm just going to say it. Kay's going to you, whack you over Lassie. the head with it. No, no, no. But she, do you know who she is in podcast terms? Um, She's Columbo. Just one more yeah. thing. Yeah. Just one more thing. I have been re-watching all of Louis Theroux, everything that okay. Louis Theroux's ever done, okay. and I am thoroughly enjoying it. You know in this section, um, you don't have to mention every single thing you've done in a week. <laughs> it's like, we I need to rename it. Why is it, why is it called? To, some, to be fair to Steph, we need to rename it. Why is it called that then? If you don't, It could be selective. I'm just saying. Maybe I it should be like I don't have to. I don't have that single thing. Boyd, I do not have the power of self-edit. I think. Well, have you not learned this all, about me? I That's what we rely all... upon John Dan for. Yes. Kay. Hi. <laughs> How about you? Hi, gang. I am well, thank you. And I have been listening to Simon Mayo's Books oh. of the Year podcast. Now, is that what you were going to talk yeah, about? Of course. It is brilliant. For anyone who loves books, this is a joy to listen to. It's his new podcast. So as Boyd mentioned, he used to review books on his, is it Radio 2 show or Five? Yes, With you, I believe. Well, on Radio 5 for years, we did book reviews every week. We did two books every single week for like six, seven years. And then when he went to Radio 2 a few years ago, he did his own book club. And right. he'd do a book a week with his co-presenter. And they'd, yeah, carry on. Oh, anyway, so he's got this new podcast. It's with Matt Williams, who I believe was doing yes, that with right, him, right? right? Yeah. And so he gets each... Is fortnightly, and each episode he gets a fiction author and a non-fiction author to come on and just talk about the books they've written and the inspiration behind it, the characters, this, that, and the other. And it's just such a lovely chat to listen to, isn't it? It's so yeah. warm and interesting. Well, and he has, he's, 
He's got really good names yeah. on it. So the first episode, he had Linda LaPlante and Robbie Williams on, Ooh. which is always, you know, it's always a good having Robbie on for a chat. Um, but also Linda Plant, LaPlante was fascinating when she's talking about widows, widowers, widows, yeah. Widows. Um, which is being now made into a film. And, um, By Steve was, McQueen. Yeah, and she was describing the process mm. of that and how she originally came up with a book. You know, she was originally obviously an actress. And then she was saying how the book got picked up. And then... In the second episode, they've got um, Louis de Bernier and Ben Rhodes. Do you listen to that one? Not yet. That one's really good. Okay. So Ben Rhodes is Obama's speechwriter who was in Ooh, that documentary yes, on that Netflix. We watched. What was that documentary we watched called? The final, the final year. Yes, the final year. Exactly. So he was um, Obama's speechwriter, and it is about his time in the White House. And it's such a fascinating book by the sounds of it, and it's great. But not only do they review books. They also have this thing which I really love because I listen to Radio 2 every morning with Chris Evans and he runs this competition, 500 um, oh, yeah, word I competition, right? And it's for kids. And so Simon May is doing not something similar, but he's saying to teachers and parents out there, if you're a kid or if you know of a young person who's written something really good and it hasn't been published and you know, you've know you got a small excerpt, send it in and then we're going to read it out. And they did in the first episode mm. and it was a really good oh. story, wasn't it? Yeah, it was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, it was really a little good. story about anxiety, wasn't it? Yeah, a boy of, uh, used to, um, he carries this black balloon around with him and it's always there hovering, you know, just in the background by his head. Um, and it's basically obviously symbolic for the fact that he's quite anxious. Mm. But I couldn't believe it. A 10-year-old had mm. apparently written Those it. Those 500-word things are amazing that mm. Chris Evans does. They're really good. They, they read it in front of while Robbie Williams was there. Yeah. Was, it was, you know, he was audibly moved. It was good. Yeah, because also day. he was like, is this about me? Yeah, it was very much about him. Yeah. <laughs> it was very pertinent. Yeah, but him mm. talking about the process, because those books um, reveal and feel the original one by Chris Heath, which are we've mentioned on the show before. Of course. Yeah, we reviewed them. Reviewed them, in fact. We went that far. Yeah. Well, I reviewed the last one. But um, yeah, he says yeah. how you know, like it was an eight-year process, eight year process incredible, yeah. with his friend Chris Heath, Chris who's Heath, a journal, yeah. like a yeah. well-known and um, respected journalist. Journalist. Yeah. journalist. And um, he was saying on that note, he was saying like how there's a lot of stuff that you know because Robbie has no filter, famously, mm-hmm. and will say and do everything. And like it's, it sounds like his wife, I don't know, Ada, Ada, is kind of similar. But there were a lot of times he said where Chris would be like, no, literally, we, we can't put this in. We can't put this in. And Robbie just wanted to put everything in. He was like, no, really, we're taking that bit out. So, you know. It was it's a bit done. like Robbie wanted to say everything he'd watched in a week rather than edit it down. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Oh, my saying? God, yeah. you're Robbie Williams. But well. it's not, his, his life isn't just stuff he's watching on Netflix. Though. He also, like, you know. Boy. He likes UFOs. Yeah. Robbie Williams and I are very similar. You Did are. you know, fun fact, Robbie Williams' his daughter is going to be bridesmaid at Princess Eugenie's wedding. What? Wow. That's a great Good fact. Good fact. Mm. Well done. Mm. Good fact. <laughs> okay, what else have you been uh, enjoying? Um, so <laughs> I've also, I was going to talk about This Is Us, but I feel like we've covered it off. I want to talk about Good Girls on Netflix. Have you, you... Want to, are you saying that Steph stole This Is Us from you? you oh, I did, do... oh, no, I didn't know she was going to talk about This Is Us. Worry, it's I'm happy. It's no, <laughs> I, I, no, it's because I watched the first no. season. Oh, yeah, fine. And fine. I hadn't watched it. Okay. But I, I then we discussed, watched... we discussed oh, okay. the first episode right. together. It's fine. And I also watched Good Girls, which is on Netflix. Have you, either of you watched it? No, I have seen it advertised though. So it's got Christina Hendricks in it, Retta, who I didn't know was like, is that, am I saying that right? She's yes, a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mae Whitman. And they, it's a crime comedy drama and they're three mums living in Detroit, two of them are sisters. And they both, they're all struggling in some way, financially, emotionally. And they end up kind of plotting together and deciding randomly they're going to do a heist on the local supermarket and rob it, which they do. And everything's like going really well they like get loads of money they can't believe their luck Mm. and then the store manager comes and knocking on one of their doors and I won't ruin it but let's just say it's like 
is so good. First of all, Christine Hendricks is fantastic, like as the kick-ass mum who basically has been cheated upon, left with loads of bills, and she's just Ugh. like, yeah, she's strong, empowered, and is really great in that role. But what I love about it is usually when we review these dramas, you know how they can be a bit slow and we're like, they're really good, but they're setting the scene. All of what I've described happens in the first 10 minutes. Oh. It's, mm. It rattles along nicely. How many episodes? I'm not sure, but it's all on. It's on Netflix. No, that's all I need to know. If it's all on this, you can enjoy it. Check all. it out. Christine right. Hendricks is great. Steph, there asking a question for which uh, Kay was not prepared, but that's fine. What's it called again? <laughs> that show? It's called Good Girls. It's on Netflix. So I'm just literally Good Girls. I'm typing it on my Netflix app as we speak. This is riveting. I reckon. I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say ten. Um, ten episodes. He's going to win. Oh. Correct. What, me? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Listen, she me knows Netflix. Netflix. We're, like, well we're like one. And you've done very well, both of you. Is that okay? Yes? No, I'm anything else? I'm absolutely wrapped up, but I just want more sure? question that I'd like to ask. Boyd, what have you been watching? Well, that's a very good question. Okay. I got back from my holiday. Oh, you've been on holiday as well. How been was your holiday? It was, holiday? It was a delight. It was very relaxing. Yeah, to, You're to, very brown to too. You are very By brown. my standards, yeah. I'm mm. quite pale. I asked Boyd man. what the best thing about his holiday was and, it, and he said that it was getting a water, watermelon lilo. Watermelon-shaped lilo. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Where did you get that watermelon shaped? Was it from like uh, a local... It was from the beachfront, like beachfront store, yeah. And did they blow it up for you? Oh, no. You have to blow it up yourself. No, no, they don't. Boyd Hill does not have to blow up a lilo. Well, my friend blew up himself. I didn't blow up. Oh, I mean, that's a macho thing. You, yeah. they, you go around the back, they've got cylinders. They blow up back. for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you say, can you blow this up for me? And then you get the, you get the good, the good oh, air. Okay. Oh, okay. It's all stuck in a twist. Always a great tip. Anyway, I got back last night, late last night, on Sunday night, this is Monday today, from my holiday, and I thought I'd crank up the Netflix, and I watched some of the new episodes of... I mentioned it the old, in the previous podcast that was coming up, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, the oh. brand new series. Boyd, yes. can I just say, I went to go and try and watch that over the weekend because I wanted to see the Dave Chappelle one. Mm. I could not find it on Netflix. Oh, you... Anyway, I was ch- searching Jerry Seinfeld, I was ser- literally putting in comedians, it would not I mean, come up. I can't believe you. Have all, have you no, honestly, you, you lost the word. I was going to ask to learn, you about Netflix. it. I was going to ask you about it, it today. Dropped on, it dropped on Friday. It's very strange. Has it, it, been, has it, it been removed? I downloaded a... it to my uh, to my on my Okay, app. I'm just saying it was very strange. Anyway, I had a quick quick checkup of the. I didn't go because I know you're obsessed with Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. I, I went am. for so Ellen DeGeneres. Oh yes, Tracy Morgan, of course, had his own very interesting history from Thirty Rock. Alec Baldwin. This is the second. What? Yes, this is the second time Alec Baldwin's done it. And to, I, I honestly, Baldwin and Seinfeld together are just so brilliantly, hilariously funny, and they just get on. They're like proper, you know, mates. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, Alec Baldwin back, oh and wait. and last ever appearance by Jerry Lewis, the legendary, oh. um, legendary TV film. Uh, a director, star, comedian who's famously grouchy. He did a Mark Maron episode. I think I mentioned this last week, but I mentioned mm. it again. He did a Mark Maron episode that was almost unusual because he was so horrible to Mark Maron. It was <laughs> it's almost unlistenable. Um, but with Jerry, of course, because Jerry goes to see him in Vegas, and Jerry's obviously, he just, I don't think he knew who Mark Maron was. Well, you know, Mark Maron's right. a young hip. Yeah, can I just stand-up. say something? That's not an excuse for being horrible. Oh, no, someone. I know. Well, I mean, like, when you're like 98 or whatever, how old he was, okay. you know, you can kind of get, you just. Fine, you, fine. Yeah, he's yeah, crushing you know he, yeah. he he doesn't, definitely did not give any Fs by the time he... he ZFG, uh, zero yes, Fs in his latter given. years. Anyway, but it's really... The, those, so those oh, four are amazing. Wait. There's eight, oh, other eight others. I think there's 12 of them in total, so including Chappelle, your mate. Is the Chappelle they're, all there, they're all there. They're all it there. Is there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight. So that's on the Netflix. And then I'm going to mention a couple of podcasts quickly. The, Undisclosed. You ever listened to Undisclosed, which is, which is crime? Um, excuse me. I know you mentioned me. it. Did you mention the Brendan Dassey special? Okay. 
Right, no, but let's just tell people what Undisclosed is. Undisclosed is Ravi Chaudhry, who is a friend of Adnan Syed's family. If you don't know who Adnan Syed is, he is the young boy who is in... Well, he's not a young boy anymore. Who's was jailed for killing his girlfriend, Heyman Lee, and it was documented in the amazing podcast, Serial. So Ravi Chaudhry afterwards launched her own podcast about to continue the story, which was called Undisclosed, and then they took on other cases... Mm. Um, which is probably what yeah. we're going to be talking about. And they've done a Brendan Dassey special. Have they? Oh, my so God. So this is, if you want an update on the Making a Murderer situation, so Brendan yeah. Dassey was of the two main people featured in Making a Murderer, which changed the face of true crime TV yeah. and everything, on Netflix, of course. And they're making series two, season two. They've been making it for like 18 months, maybe two years mm. now, following up. what So they're both, you know, in jail still. But they've both got new teams working on their cases. And the two defending lawyers, defending Brendan, poor Brendan Dassey, who's the young guy who's unbelievably terrible confession, totally coerced out of him of course, by yeah. the cops. It's still the reason why he's in prison, in jail in America. And, you know, they, they, so he went to the Supreme Court. And, and you, it, so this, this was recorded about two weeks ago now, I think, roughly off the top of my head. And then a few days later, they got quite bad news, frankly. It's all out there. That, that, you know, the latest version of their ongoing appeal did not, not approved by the powers that be in America. So, so he's still there. He's still in prison. They, they got one point in, in you know, he, they thought he was going to be released the next day. They won um, an appeal about the confession being, um, the, should, the saying, you know, the judge agreed, the judge agreed that the confession was coerced and he was about to actually be released. And then the state insisted on appealing that and the state won that appeal. I don't understand. And it's so, exactly. So it's so painful to listen to to understand why is the state still and if they ask that question so i thought what's brilliant about this one episode it's about an hour long is that mm. she asked the two on the phone the two um, defending lawyers what's happened since making a murderer where is it now you know what's happening with all these appeals why is he still in prison why is the state still pursuing this case and it's so interesting all about and, it, and you come away with it no less as you did at the end of making a murder or i did thinking the american justice system is mm. absolutely oh, yeah. effed that's amazing it's access sick. she got, it's right? It's amazing so access. So it's defending the lawyers. Yeah, yeah. But Ravi Chaudhry, who, whose book is going to really annoy me, I can't remember the name of her book. I read her book mm. um, and it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to Google that. But if you haven't seen Making a Murderer, because you don't have any idea what we're talking about, <laughs> Making a Murderer is on Netflix and you should watch it. And so she asked them, do you know when season two's coming? <laughs> and they're like, we don't, but we think quite soon. So it's in the sound of it. The sound of it coming quite soon, but we can't. Yeah, we don't know. It hasn't been. Netflix has not announced when it. When no. it's, and for, famously, Making Murder arrived Christmas two years ago now. I think. Yeah. With no fanfare at all, and it became the thing that everyone started talking about that Christmas. And finally, quickly, I listened to The Gateway, as recommended by John Dan in our last podcast. Oh yes. Um, this amazing story of Teal Swan, who is this crazy, and I'm using that word, kind of is it a cult? Isn't it a cult? Online guru. She's a guru. John Dan explained it very well. If you want, I'm not going to repeat, repeat what he said, but basically, it's an investigation by the brilliantly named reporter Jennings Brown. <laughs> and the whole thing, when you see the beginning, it reminded me of a parody of, of one of those of a true crime podcast. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it no, it's real. real. It's all oh. absolutely serious. But it's just the way he does it is classic American documentary podcast formula. I'm Jennings Brown. He's a reporter, yeah, and he investigates the world of Teal Stug, who has millions and millions of followers online, YouTube channels. She has events where all these people come and they worship her feet. She claims she can see into people. She claims she can sit there, look at you, I'll be looking at you now, she can see the, the blood running through your veins, everything that's wrong with your body, what you've eaten this morning, whether you're digesting it properly. And she had a very troubled childhood, which, you know, is very interesting. Anyway, it is absolutely riveting. John, of course, is right. So I think it's five episodes. It's also it's finished now, by the way. I think when he mentioned it, there was still the final 
episode to go, yeah. which is the big interview with her where he confronts her. And it is incredibly riveting. It's, it has flaws with it. You know, like all of these podcasts, I feel, they quite end up being very repetitive. They have that thing where they recap the previous one. Then they have a bit of clips from other shows in the first one. They keep playing throughout it. There's a certain formula to these things that I think this one... In, in the structure of it, it feels a bit formulaic. And even in the big build-up to the big interview, he's talking to the producer, he's like, I'm a bit scared about it. I'm like, just go, just do the bloody interview, ask her the right questions, it'll all be fine. Anyway, it is incredible. But you're left with, at the end of it with just, I just, how do these charlatans <laughs> make so much money, get so much power, and why do millions and millions of people respect and believe in the nonsense need to bullshit in. they come out with? But it's, so it's simultaneously riveting Entertain, very entertaining, quite dark because she does some things that are terrible. Like you know, people accuse her of, of, of um, not taking suicide seriously, having a terrible, terrible. Oh, yeah, John, John yeah. was talking yeah, about John this talked last about week. It. John talked about it. anyway. Teal Swan, do a Google, listen to the Gateway, the actual podcast. You, you'll go fall into a vortex of, oh, of just wait. inanity. She's got a good guru name. She, yeah, she's got an, brilliant, brilliant guru name, brilliant guru voice. The whole yeah. thing is incredible. See so, ya. Yeah, just to back up the John Dan, I think now. Officially, it's time to get to the meet, isn't it? John's no. going to be furious. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's tweets <sighs> and stuff. You're not even faking it. Oh, sorry. It's I'm, not you know, I'm tired. I'm jet lagged, even though there's absolutely no time difference between Spain and. So England. that's not true. It's is time it? for the, the tweet, tweet before, before the meet. meet. Right. So let's start with. John Dan's not here, but let's. So let's start there. And I think it's good that he's not here because otherwise his head would get very big. Uh, We've had some fan tweets. So let's start with at Jordan L. Gal, who says. Can we just make John Harris a regular? I love his regular podcast recommendations. Now, what I would say to that is, we have asked him regularly to we come do, on. We have asked him. We tell him, look, everyone loves your podcast recommendations. They're fantastic. Come on. Um, and then he gets all like... He's shy. Um, and that has also been endorsed by former foe at On Her Tiptoe Feet. Now, if you recall, well, I'll just read out the message. It'll become clear. What a roller coaster for John Harris sacked two weeks ago. Now he's dispensing top quality podcast advice on the Unmissables pod. Now, Mike was the guy who, you know, mentioned about the little error that had occurred oh. and we sacked John Dan because of it and we reinstated him. But I have to say, they're both right because I listened to Caliphate, which was another oh, podcast yeah. recommendation that John made last week. And it is fantastic. I've already recommended it to another person who just texted me just now going, oh my God, it's awesome. It's about the New York Times investigation into the ISIS. And if you haven't, Steph, you would like it. Get into it. John is so good on the podcast. He is great. Anyway, so that's um, a bit of fan tweets for John Dan. Let's ask him again if he'll do it regularly. Yeah, we will. Okay, now I've got some apologies to make. Do you oh, want dear. the awkward one first or the embarrassing one? Ooh. Just embarrassing. Mm. Yeah, uh, um, awkward. Awkward, okay, okay, awkward. All right. They've both got a theme and it's names. So after last week's pod, we had been talking about Jennings Brown. You and John Dan particularly were talking about it. And I just, I thought it was a woman. And oh, then you yeah. corrected me. And then I was like, Jennings? And I, I can't even remember what I said. And I, I can't mm. even go back and listen to it because I just got this tweet. And it was a sweet tweet or slash sarcastic, I can't tell. And it said, um, it was from Jennings Brown. <gasps> the Jennings Brown. Yeah. He's got a blue tick and everything. Oh, and he no. went, at Kay Ribeiro is right, Jennings is a ridiculous name. Brilliant. So, I mean, ah. yes, it's not a ludicrous name. It's a lovely name. Oh. Um, so I obviously apologised and said, um, it's a lovely name and I'll name my firstborn Jennings. Um, right, so now for the just embarrassing one. So this is another name one. So 
I got a message, a tweet saying, thanks for the shout out on the pod. The attempt at my Twitter handle, just my actual name, gave me laugh on the, gave, made me laugh on the drive to work this morning. Now, if you recall last week, I did a shout out to what I called at Basilons, because I thought it was a play on Babylons. Right. But it was an actual fact, Baz Lions. So... <laughs> I know. When I got that, I was like... I mean... Yeah. yeah. And the funny you do th- suffer sometimes from word blindness. Oh, my God. I just yeah. always get names wrong. And the funny thing is, when I was saying at Bazilons, Boyd looked at me like a bit... Like he was I a mean, bit confused and confused. No, it was literally at Baz, L-Y-O-N-S. I just okay. was like... Yeah, I had a moment. I had a moment. So that's two apologies, two name apologies. I'm sorry. All I can say okay, is ap- well. apologia. And finally, we've had a tweet from... Oh, God, I don't know who's... Gertrude Perkins. It was Gertrude. Yes. Oh, Gertie Perkins. Gertie Perkins. And she Eight. said, are any of you watching Ackley Bridge? It yes. deserves more attention. Yes. Diverse cast, loads of great actors, and deals with loads of important issues. Give it a shout out. Didn't we, again, didn't we review this episode? Or did it, was no, that no, just me demanding that we, that we did? I see, often I get overridden by you two. That's the problem. No. Ackley Bridge is great. Anyone who believes that. Oh, not Ackley Bridge is, is really, really good. Yeah. I, whenever I see the adverts, I think it looks really good. It's, it's fantastic. a school thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's pre watershed. It's Jay Joyner still I, in I it. mentioned, yes, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, I think, myself, in my, in my section of the opening. That's my only defence, yeah. Or maybe I didn't, but in my head I did. Well, we're giving it a shout out it's now. It's great, yeah. Channel Wait, what, 4, yeah, what channel is it? Tuesdays, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Or oh, maybe Wednesday. must be very tame. Yeah, one of the two. Okay. Great. Well, you'll have to Google that. I'll, have to, I'll give it a Google. They also move it around because of the football. If it clashes with the football, they will move it. Oh, everything moves to the football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything. She also mentioned, oh, I said, are we going to review Unforgotten Series 3? Yes, Gertie, oh, we bloody well are. Don't you worry, Gertie. Now, yeah? Because yeah, we finished let's do it now. tweets. I finished tweets. Is it time tweets. for meat? Yeah, let's get on to the meat. Unforgotten Series 3 arrives next Monday on the ITV channel at 9pm. It's all fine. The World Cup will be over by then. Will we be? It's over on will, Sunday. Will football have come home? It will, it will have done. It might have done. It might have done. <gasps> it will have done. Be um, it's created and written by Chris Lang of Innocent and Dark Heart fame. It stars Nicola Walker and Sanjeev Bhaskar in their roles as detective duo DCI Cassie Stewart and DI Sunil Sunny Khan as they investigate another cold case. So these are cold cases. So they dig up some bones basically from sometimes decades previously. Then the kind of formula, the rather excellent formula that they've they've established from series one, series two, and now series three is they show you this uh, mystery of a discovered body in which the detectives get involved. And at the same time, simultaneously, they introduce these seemingly random characters we meet in their private worlds, in each individual worlds. And you don't know what connection they have, of course, to this mystery. But the reason why we're watching them is because they all do have a connection. And um, in the, usually like five or six, a gaggle of five or six different individuals who we meet and we follow them throughout the series. And then it's up to the detectives to find out which of them did it, if any of them did it. And in this series, you've got a collection of men, they are men, played by Alex Jennings, Kevin McAnally, Neil Morrissey of Line of Duty fame, James Fleet of Vicar of Dibley fame, who's brilliant. Hugo from the Vicar of Dibley. Exactly. And they are a close-knit group of old school friends that are all connected somehow to the death. And the death is of this young woman who died on the way to the uh, Millennium Celebrations, which is very interesting. It's a long time ago. A long time. Now, it seems, to me, it seems like yesterday. Really? But, yeah. What was that an old man? The Millennium seems, yeah, like, seems yesterday. like yesterday. We're all going about the Millennium fucking you know all that. Actually, oh, yeah, when the airplane's yeah. going to drop from the sky oh and stuff. Oh, my God, it's 18 years since the Millennium. Yeah, yeah that yeah. does seem like I yesterday. I mean, I've been 18, 19 years. Let's, you know. Christ. 
Exactly. Nice. Everything seems recent to me. Oh, great. It's taken it a depressing like tone. Yeah. All old. Um, oh. So, and then at the same time, you see bits and pieces. You see a bit more in this series of um, the home lives also of Nicola Walker and Sanjeev Baskar's characters. Uh, they're both kind of single, then. They're both, you know, and in, in different ways looking for... Uh, lonely, I think. There's a loneliness yeah. to both, particularly her, I think. It can be a lonely job, though, one, yeah. to be fair. Anyway, both. I'm a big fan of this show. I think, I'm saying it now, I think Unforgotten is one of the kind of almost slightly unsung great crime dramas because, you know, it's kind of... It's not flashy. It's not like The Bridge and it's not like self-consciously, like, stylish or anything. It's kind of nitty-gritty. The, the detectives don't have weird quirks and, you know, they're not eccentric. They're just good at their job. They're focused. They kind of get on together in a very kind of, you know, unshowy way as well. But I think all of that rings very true and I think it's the most convincing and realistic. I'm laying it all out now. Yeah. And I think this sticks to that. This new episode of the third series does that brilliantly. And apparently it's almost going to be hardly any actual moments where the detectives meet the suspects. So they're kind of pretty much separate, which is very interesting from the point of view of those, the two stars. They don't even see what's going on with all, the, all these other stars doing their own stuff until it's all worked out what, what the hell's going on. Anyway, I think it's a great, great show. Are you a fan, Steph? I, as you know, I Nicola Walker in my eyes can do no wrong. And the only reason I know who Nicola Walker is is because I'm completely obsessed with Unforgotten, the first series and the second series. It's, like you say, it's like a, a slow unravelling. But what is brilliant is that you really cannot work out what's going to happen until the last episode. And you're totally right. It's not, it's not flashy. It's just a gentle reveal of everything, episode after episode. And it's just the way it is interwoven, the stories together, is just so masterful. Absolutely love it. I think Sanjeev Bhaskar and Nicola Walker together are such a great crime duo. I'm really glad it isn't because you do get a lot of the flashy things now mm. and you just yeah. you just don't you don't need it with these two they're no. absolutely brilliant yeah i loved it i thought it's i think it's going to be another amazing series if you want to watch series one and two i, th I believe they're um they're on um itv hub oh, yeah one, I think one was... is two is two i tried to watch the second because uh, i haven't seen the oh, really? second one i've watched oh, the first one and you have great. to pay, um i think you have to pay for it on sky I, th I think they might both be on netflix if i imagine that no oh, one is on netflix one's on netflix okay i've watched enough. one yeah you can definitely get them both on dvod dvds we call it Wow. Have you got a copy that you'll lend out to all the pogs, including um, me? And I a DVD to, player. I, I, I have got a DVD player. I can't lend the DVD player, nor the DVD. Why? Because that would be ludicrous. Okay, I'll lend it to you, Kay, if okay, I've got thanks. it somewhere, if I can find it. And then, it. Kay, will you lend it out to all the pogs? Yes, but don't tell Boyd. Okay, fine. Ridiculous. Anyway, so <laughs> are you new to Unforgotten? Or you've not no, watched, I've, I've watched the first oh, okay. series. I just happened to miss the second no, one. fine. But I just, I just love it. I love their relationship. And I love the fact that, as you said, they are just so normal and it's nothing yeah it's not flashy but there's small moments so i've actually seen the second episode because i just oh, yeah okay. i watched it too oh, and what i you. love what i, I love is behind. it's the dialogue right so it's so realistic and just as it would be so i think they're walking somewhere and she's she has a turn of phrase or something and then she explains some anecdote about her mum or dad and then she's like i don't know why i just told you that it's just so it's it's what would happen in real life yeah. i also like the fact that the portrayal of the police you know because often they're quite heavy-handed and whatever, or brusque. But they treat, treat everything very sympathetically and yes. it's the kind side of the yeah. police force well, dealing with these cold cases. Yeah, they're normal people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And in fact, when I, when I interviewed them, Nick Lorca said how they weren't told to watch, you know, other dramas, particularly things, but they are told, or you know, they like watching the real, you know, the show Twenty Four Hours in Police Custody yeah. on Channel Four. You know, they 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 the do watch those real, ever. real observational documentaries about police because that's 
that helps them a lot. And yeah. you can see it because they don't behave like TV detectives at all. No. They behave like You can imagine meeting them down the yeah. local nick. Yeah, totally. Also, her voice is very soothing. So oh, I, would, I wouldn't mind her delivering any kind of bad news to me because yeah. that soft, breathy do, voice. Don't you love I think she really, like, she underplays everything. It's so, so good. Mm. The, the, her, she's such a brilliant actress. Oh, You're so right best. when you say it's totally underrated, this series, because yeah. it really is. And actually, it's just. Oh, it's perfect. I love it so much. I don't have enough good things to say about it. Even the, even the little moments where, because she cares about the victims. I, that's and what I was thinking she, yes, of. She expresses that, yeah. just a little expression mm. when they find out the horrendous um, circumstances of these victims, and in this, particularly in this one. There's a moment and you just look on her She's face. She's incredibly of like, empathetic. Empathetic, mm. proper, real person. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. It's unanimous, a rare unanimity from us. Unforgotten starts on the ITV channel on Sunday, the 15th of July. After the World Cup final at nine o'clock, I think I said Monday before. It's Sunday night after the World Cup final, Always which both be channels accurate. will be showing at four p.m. This is on at nine o'clock. Even if there's extra time penalties, it'll all be over by then. Just saying. Well, will it, will, but yeah, but won't everything you push for, forward then? No, I've got. There'll, there'll be some. So between the end of the World Cup final, mm. there'll be some other gump they can they can cut back on. They'll definitely make sure Unforgotten's on at nine o'clock. Well, Don't you worry some, about that. They put some filler in yeah. the middle. Okay. Yeah, it'll be filler. Moving on to Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back on Channel 4. Kay, what on earth is this latest vehicle for Gordon Ramsay? Okay, so Gordon Ramsay goes around the US and he basically hunts down all the restaurants and eateries that are in dire need of help and restoration because they face either a backlash from their customers or they'll close down or whatever. You know, he's a superhero. So he goes around to these places and offers his expertise both in the kitchen and then it's it's kind of a mix of a lot of shows. So you've got the renovation parts that's a bit like changing rooms. You've got him solving like um, social, you know, family disputes, a bit like Jeremy Kyle. You've got a Kim and Aggie element of cleaning everything up. It's got everything going on. This first episode, he goes to Congas in New York and he attempts to save Bella Gianni, which is a family-run Italian business. Um, and he has to deal with a very interesting character called Vinny, who, Vinny. to say that he is a hot mess, like he's very emotional, he's aggressive to his staff. He's Toxic masculinity. I'm yes. throwing that phrase oh. in. He, you know, he's losing money hand over fist and he's blaming everyone but himself but yet he is blaming himself because he oscillates between being really angry and going all red in the face to then weeping and self-flagellating it's, it's, it's yeah it's quite quite awesome to watch it is Steph as Kay mm. alludes to a, 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 a very much a mix of about eight different previous Gordon Ramsay formulas that's what I was going to say yeah. he's, he's done elements of this yeah. in all of his he other has. things so he always has a little bit of an element of telling them how to sort out their decor don't they mm. but the one thing that remains is he will always always scream and shout and tell everyone how terrible they are which is to be honest the utter joy of Gordon Ramsay isn't it sometimes but you need to say it yeah. this episode <laughs> this Vinny guy Oh my, are they sad? is this going to sound terrible? But after a while, it was just so funny because this guy's having <laughs> such a serious meltdown. But, but the reason it's sort of funny is because you can't actually quite believe that someone can be this erratic. Like, like you say, like he's shouting and screaming. And then at the same time, he's crying and he's wanting to cuddle people. And you're like, oh my God, you are just, you're an, you mm. are an absolute nightmare. So the thing about this is that what, one of the new elements of this is that he's got this huge truck and he takes everyone around the corner and this... Team and then, Ramsay. Yeah, Team Ramsay takes everyone who, who's in the restaurant around, around the corner and then he shows them on a massive big screen that pops up 
all the things that have been wrong in, wrong with their restaurant that they've been secretly filming. Which oh I've, yeah yeah oh okay so that yeah they had the hidden cameras but also crucially which I didn't mention is that. And this is a bit like Jeremy Beadle. He um he gets dressed up yeah. as an old, like it's a bit oh, Anton yeah. Deck actually. Yeah. So he gets dressed That's up what, yeah, right. as That's, an old man yeah. at the beginning, and he walks in as a customer, brings his faux family with him, and then he orders meals Which and he is starts yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It's so it, I have to say that it's so entertaining. Yeah. And it's so entertaining because he's just he's so relentless, and I do really enjoy that about Gordon Ramsay. He's completely relentless, and he just screams at everyone and that's why earlier I said I just don't believe that you're not a little bit scared of Gordon Ramsay if Gordon Ramsay started shouting and screaming at you I think if I was responsible for a a kitchen that should have been closed down about 20 years ago I would be scared of it but you know I'm just I'm just a journalist I haven't got anything to feel bad about my thing with this though I've met met him a few times I've interviewed him a few times he's always been he's he's charming he's a charmer I think he's a joy to interview yeah he is yeah he's brilliant I think the thing that I would like to see though is because I just cannot believe that these people can bloody keep it together when he's not shouting and screaming at them. Well, so, they barely but do. Right. But the thing is, it's like, they are in the wrong. I mean, the stuff they were serving up. When he, yeah. I mean, there's one point where he is like retching because the stuff he takes out of the freezer yeah. is like a Yeah, because to be animal. fair, the chef, the head chef guy, he's, he's as bad as the bloody he's owner. A piece, Lou, he's a piece of Lou's work as well. a piece of work. I mean, I th- he's... Incredibly, in one way, derivative, isn't it? Of like about eight different yeah. previous formulae that you mentioned, including his own. Yeah. He's kind of ripping off his own formula. Yeah, but I don't care. Exactly. I know that's it just the works, fun, isn't it? It, it just is works because great. all those elements—they're all successful, successful shows in their right, own right. So why not meld them all together? And then the glue to that is Gordon Ramsay, who. You know, yeah, Steph, he's completely right. He does shout and he's like, you know, can be aggressive. And he's, but ultimately, he knows what he's talking about. That's the thing. He's, he's got the goods to back it up. He's got the goods to back it up. Plus, he is authentic. Yeah. So that is how he is. You know, even mm. in interviews, he is a joy to interview. But he does swear. He does shout because he feels passionate about, you know, what yeah. he's doing. Unlike, I was comparing this in my head. I was thinking, you know, a few weeks back, we um, reviewed Bear Grylls yeah. show. And I was like, and he's, this is complete opposite so of that. That's true. Yes. That's so tr- yeah, yes. I just, like, you, he knows what he's talking about. He has, yeah, he is very shouty and screamy. But you, you kind of think, what can they say to him? Of course, he's shouting at you, but, the, but everything he's saying is right, and he doesn't hold back. And I love that. I also, love the it. key again in all these shows and all of these, you know, this is a reality formula in a yeah. way, a reality format, if you like. Um, but it's the casting and wh- oh, whoever yeah. researcher My found goodness. this Bella Gianni's restaurant, whichever researcher got f- food poisoning from this. Exactly, <laughs> it's so tragically awful. I mean, it is like. You know, it's like 40 towers, you know, yeah. in, 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 I mean, they in a get, small town in in New York. They get like 10 people they coming into a restaurant a week. It's something ridiculous, isn't it? It, 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 it looks horrendous. Before, and, he, and, you know, spoiler alert, I mean, of course, the whole point is, will he turn around or not? But just, you know, he, you, he can't not, even having 24 hours with these ludicrous people in this terrible, awful place, of course, he's going to have some effect. And it's to what extent he can solve this seemingly incredible well, situation. It is riveting. To put it in context, basically, Vinny's own dad yes. has sunk $1.2 million into this failing restaurant. Cut him loose. $1.2 million. Yeah. And Vinny's own wife and daughter, and they're like, they're, well, you know, emotional. practically ruined their lives. Yeah. But, you know, almost ruined their lives. It is incredible, isn't it? I, I, I would never have, in a million years, if Kay hadn't picked... This show to review in the I wouldn't have. I'm oh. like another Gordon Ramsay. Boyd, no, wait a minute, Boyd. Are Who, you trying to say thank you to me? I'm about. I'm launching a, gr- a great tribute to. Oh, a tribute to, to you. Kate is waving Ramsay. her hands. In I don't the think air. Gordon gets more kudos, but for no, I would. I, what I'm saying is, I would not have bothered to watch another um, Gordon Ramsay factual formula. I agree. And it's I a agree. brilliant it's hour re- of TV. Yeah. Yes. It's it's yes for I, me. I can't yes give for... it. I'm going to give it four mm-hmm. and a half. 
I oh yeah, me too. Four and okay. a half. I'm going to give it four and a half. It's no unforgotten. Ramsey's 24 Hours to Hell and Back is on Channel 4 Thursday, the 19th of July at 10 o'clock, finally in the meet. Mark Kermode's Secrets of Cinema, which starts on BBC4 next Tuesday, the 17th at 9 o'clock. This, Steph, give us the general gist of this programme. Okay, so the lovely friend of Boyd's, Mark (laughs) Kermode, um, who is obviously an incredible film critic, has got a major new series. It's five parts, and he's going to be talking about uh, different genres of cinema in each of these. And the first one that he's talked about is rom-coms, but he's also going to do, like, science fiction, heist movies. I think I don't know. Horror. Horror. He's going to do horror. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is an hour long, and he's basically taking you... It's kind of a historical look at... Cinema today, and then what they've what we've learned um, from cinema of 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 yesteryear. Yeah. Um, so this one is rom coms, and I I don't want to initially be too harsh, but I just want to say to everyone out there, if you're expecting the greatest rom com of all time to be featured in this, which as we all know is Sandra Bullock's <laughs> While You Were Sleeping, <laughs> you may be sorely disappointed. Uh, views may differ. <laughs> but other things that are talked about are greats like. Annie Hall, Love Actually, Notting Hill. When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. So there's lots of great things. And actually what was really fascinating to me is that the comparisons that he draws with old old cinema, old films that I would never have any... You th- well, you think there are new ideas, but actually yeah. there are no new ideas. Yeah. And um, he does Splash as well, which is great. Tom Hanks, amazing film. Look, it's absolutely wonderful. It's everything you'd want apart from Sandra Bullock about a man talking... All about everything that he loves about cinema, and it's very entertaining. And the clips are fantastic. Loved it. We are running out of time, so I'm going to quickly say because we've got to vacate the studio. It's a, br- I think it's a brilliant analysis of how genres work, how film genres work. Um, and so he does take, yeah, very recent examples of rom-coms and classic ones, and compares them, looks at the structural similarities, how they kind of reference each other. The clips are brilliantly chosen. They are. It's a, it's incredibly insightful, and so I'm not just saying that because I know him, and I, and, and he's one of the most incisive critics out. There. Also, I want to particularly mention how he gives huge kudos to Annie Hall, Woody Allen's Annie Hall, and some people, considering what people think of Woody Allen now, would not do that. But nothing, you cannot deny that Annie Hall and many of his other films are absolute rom-com classics. And Punch Drunk Love, one of the greatest films of oh, all time. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's brilliant, brilliant film that he mentions. Um, it, I, was, I was extremely excited to see that. Kay? I just think it's fascinating. And I, do you know what? I love watching someone who's so passionate about what they're talking about. So I think it's fantastic. Good. Sorry, we've got to kind of wrap it up rather quicker. And you made me feel nervous then. Sorry, there's just a woman it's... standing outside waving at me. <laughs> right. I mean, what can I do? Mark Kermode, Secrets of Cinemas, BBC4, Tuesday the 17th of July at 9 o'clock. Watch it. Finally, see, uh, finally it's... No, what? four stars. I'm going to give it four oh, stars. stars. Quickly, I'm giving I'm it four, four stars. <laughs> God, you're right. right. It's all of a kerfuffle. It's all falling it's to pieces. It's time for... Question time. Best Gordon ever. Gordon the Gopher. Mine was Gordon the Gopher. So. Oh, oh I'll fine. go Gordon Ramzo. Gordon Ramsay, actually, yeah. Flash Gordon. Oh! Gordon's alive. Yes. That's Very a good, good one. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Flash Gordon. That was my version of the it, Queen. Flash it was, yeah, it song. was wonderful. That is all we've got time for, I'm afraid. We've got to wrap it up. It's, I, I've been Boyd Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I've got is it a ending. goodbye from you? Yeah, it's goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. We'll be back next week. Thanks, bye. Bye.